Hey, hey, how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. We're about to jump into a podcast with Zappy Zappelin, who is an, an award-winning filmmaker who has two documentaries out that that show what um, psychedelics can do for people with over 15 million views. But not only that, he's also the founder of two nonprofit organizations and a member of three other organizations that are paving the way for psychedelics in the future and legalization. And not only that, he has a patented delivery system for psychedelics that I've never even heard before that you're not gonna wanna miss out on. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushrooms. All right, we are live. All right, well, um, awesome, Zappy. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, I'm I'm really excited to have you on here today and to talk with you. So thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no, I appreciate the opportunity. You know, just we got to scream this from the rooftops right now until you know all the people in the medical establishment, the government, the society can realize that this is what's about to save everyone from a mental health or an addiction situation. So I'm glad to be here screaming it with you live. This is cool to be live. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, you can see the people coming on right now. So this is great. Um, so, <clears throat> well, so you've got, your your story is so awesome. And, you know, I was, when I was preparing for this podcast and I was doing a lot of research on everything you've done, I was blown away. Like I was, you've done some really interesting stuff. I mean, a lot of celebrities, that you're working with in Hollywood and you've got so many um, projects you're involved with, like two nonprofits and like, I think three other organizations you're working with to help spread or to, you know, talk about psychedelics, you know, that's their mission. Um, but really what I'd like to do is I'd like to just start from the beginning. If, if that's okay with you and just go back to totally. like, where does this start with you, Zappy? Where where do we where did all this begin? Because I know you were also on Wall Street at one point. Yeah. So um, do yep. you mind to go back to where all this starts sure. with you? Sure. Absolutely. You know, it actually happened before Wall Street when I was younger. I had this amazing psychedelic experience, which was a life changer, you know, where you look at your hand and you see trillions mm -hmm. of atoms vibrating at a certain frequency. And I looked at my friend and he was trillions of atoms, just a slightly different frequency, the table. I was like, oh my God, like I, I can never unsee this. Like there's so much more going on. It's so much more dynamic than my five senses are letting me see, you know, but I was doing it kind of, you know, recreationally at that time and didn't really have some significant intent to it. And then what happened for me was I did everything society told me to do, you know, go to school, get a job. I worked on Wall Street, make money, have a family. Mm -hmm. You'll be totally fulfilled. Just do the American dream. You'll be totally fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did it, you know, and I was sitting there and I was like, shit, you know, I'm like kind of having fun and some rewarding experiences, but like, I don't, I'm not fulfilled and I don't know mm -hmm. who I maybe even am right now. Um, so 
I remembered back to that psychedelic experience I had. And then I was like, wow, you know what? If I maybe go inside myself now with some intention on it, maybe I could get the answers or some of the healing I'm looking for. So I decided I had seen people, this is 2011, you know, that I had this spiritual midlife crisis. And I was thought, you know, I've seen people go down to the jungle and sit with a shaman. And that looks like really authentic and you know, a way to get off the grid at the same time and have this kind of experience where you go inside. So mm-hmm. I was really lucky. I had some production background with cameras and things like that and crews. And so when I decided I was going to go down to Peru, I was lucky enough uh, through a friend to meet Michelle Rodriguez, the actress from Fast and Furious. And she was uh, excited to do ayahuasca as well. And so she said, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm in. Let's go to Peru. So with a group of us, we went down there and we did San Pedro, which is a cactus at the top of a mountain. Michelle Rodriguez, you can see, we turned it into a documentary called The Reality of Truth, that movie with me and Michelle. And mm-hmm. you see her in there, the transformation of her. She has this San Pedro experience up on a mountain. And it. she said it broke 20 years of heavy pain lifted off of her. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, we hiked down in the jungle a couple days later, we did ayahuasca in the jungle and that was even more transformational. And yeah, so it was a very organic thing that was happening. But when I came back to the States, I kept telling my friends and family and stuff, Hey, you got to go down to the jungle and sit with a shaman. And I realized that the people that needed it the most, they were the ones who were like, I can't do it. My family will freak out if I tell them. And so I was yeah. like, ah, oh. I was like, you know, I got to find a Western medicine approach to this thing. And mm-hmm. 2015, somebody told me about ketamine as a psychedelic, mm-hmm. but that Yale University had shown and proven that this could be, you know, very effective even against treatment resistant depression. So, you know, as a psychonaut, I was like, oh, man, I got to, like, try this out. And so I convinced the doctor down here in Florida uh, who was starting to do it for a couple of his patients. I convinced him that I should do the Yale protocol where you do six ketamine treatments over a couple weeks. And the first time I did it, he gave me an IV and I was like, oh, my God, this is about to change Western society because this is FDA approved. It's safe. It's effective you know, tons of doctors use this in their practices, in ER rooms, everything. So it it has that approachability, but the experience itself was like one of the deepest moments of my, you know, ayahuasca journey, but I had to do dieting. I had to go to Peru. I had to integrate all this stuff. And the ketamine, it was like, I went down to the doctor's office. I sat there in a comfy chair and I walked out and I was, I, it was kind of like I integrated it while I was doing it. And I was like, this is it. I have to make this my mission. And Mm -hmm. so I went out and um, with that doctor opened one of the first ketamine clinics in 2015. But what I was doing is I was showing the reality of truth movie all around the country at that time. And Mm -hmm. I showed it here at Hippocrates Health Institute here in West Palm Beach, Florida. And somebody came up to me after the movie and they said, hey, I'm friends with Lamar Odom, the basketball player Kardashian. And he is, um, you know, he wants to do this. He's, um, Mm -hmm. he needs to do this. Could you talk to him? And so I wound up talking to him and, you know, because again, it's ketamine. It was so approachable that Lamar, he was, had tried everything else, but he was, in a situation where 
you know, he was ready to really try to get this monkey off his back. So I had him do a few ketamine treatments and I filmed it. He was, you know, cool enough to let me film it. And then after he had some experience of going inside himself, I wound up bringing him down to Mexico to see a doctor down there who does ibogaine treatments. And uh, Lamar did ibogaine, which is an African root that can, you know, break a heroin addiction, meth, opiates, alcohol addiction in one 12 hour session. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a mind. How long, how long did you say? One twelfth an hour? Is that what you said? Well, one 12 hour session. So you're one in the ibogaine. Hour, exp- yeah. You're in that for 12 hours and you're, you know, the, tribe that uses this in Africa uses it to commune with their ancestors. So it's like you're going inside of your own DNA and you're accessing memories wow. and, you know, different, you know, ancestral things. So now, is that different it was, from ayahuasca? Uh, very, very different from ayahuasca. You know, you, gotcha. people would describe this as, you know, a hundred times more powerful than ayahuasca, but times. also, yeah, like a hundred times potentially, but with the ayahuasca is a little bit vague and a little bit, you know, you're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out after this is very specific. This is like advanced technology somehow. And there are a number wow. of clinics in, you know, Mexico and Costa Rica where they do it. And, you know, just as a testament to how incredible it is, you know, Lamar, when he came out of there, he said, I feel so good mentally and physically. I think I could make a comeback in professional basketball. And mm-hmm. every we were, you know, everybody was skeptical, but he just trained for six months on his own. And then he wound up playing in a professional basketball game in Dubai. And it was like his personal Rocky moment. And <laughs> that's, we made a movie out of it called Reborn, where you get to see kind of a fly on the wall and his psychedelic intervention. But what was exciting is in addition to that, you know, he reconnected with his kids. Um, and he's stayed off of hard drugs, you know, for the last two and a half years or so since he did that. And what's really cool is he told me that when Kobe Bryant died, he said, you know, the addict in me knew that I could use that day and get away with it with people. He's like, but since the Ibogaine, he's like, I just didn't have the desire to do it. And, mm. you know, to hear a testimonial like that from somebody is it's really powerful. And so, you know, my my goal here is to, you know, bring these things out. I'm sitting here at the Mind Army headquarters. Um, we are a nonprofit basically fighting for the right to pursue happiness. That's our slogan. And we are demanding. Yeah, we are demanding the right to for, we're demanding legalization of psychedelics to combat the mental health and addiction crises. But, you know, we're not going to sit here in 2023 and have people tell us that alcohol is good, tobacco is good, <laughs> but somehow psilocybin mushrooms are bad. Like, I know, right? You know, we just don't accept it. Yeah. You know, we're just, you know, and if that makes us the most radical organization, fine. We're just saying we're demanding this now as a right, right to try, and that we're going to hold people accountable. Even after this is legalized, there's all kinds of shenanigans, as we know, that happened, which uh, recently happened up in Alberta, Canada. There was an announcement where they said uh, psilocybin mushrooms are now legal in Alberta. And everybody's like, yeah, you know, and then you read the fine print and it said you have to be with two doctors at the time that you do it. Uh... And we're like, 
That's <laughs> bullshit. We're not putting up with it. It's unnecessary. It makes it cost prohibitive. And that's not what's happening. And so the fact that, you know, psilocybin is coming out through, you know, soccer moms, microdosing in Silicon Valley, you know, all these people, it can never be put back like it was back in the 60s. So, you know, it feels like it's going to, the legalization part's going to happen soon for mental health and addiction. But I think we just have to stay vigilant and educate people that there's all kinds of special interests that try to get in here. And for us, you know, we're saying that, you know, doctors, unfortunately, don't even know about nutrition, you know, which could solve probably 80% of their problems. Why would mm. we think they know about psychedelics? They don't. And we're not That's listening awesome. to them. You know? So <laughs> um, we're going to yeah. go with, you know, intelligent people like Matthew Johnson at Johns Hopkins, Robin mm. Carhart at University of California, San Diego, Rick Doblin from MAPS, you know, the study from Yale, you know, we're not going to listen to your internal medicine doctor, number one. And number two, you know, people say, well, Zappy, if the FDA was so comfortable with this, they would have already brought it out. And I say that's false because mm -hmm. there was a problem with the system. The psychedelics are all in schedule one, which means in uh, according to that, that they have no medical benefit and they're highly addictive. Yeah, so yeah. as we know, you know, psychedelics are non-addictive and they are uh, have incredible medical benefit. So mm -hmm. the fact that they're on schedule one is a problem. But the thing that shows that it's just a political situation is the fact that a cigarette is not on schedule one. And that is highly <laughs> addictive highly and has addictive. no medical benefit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, when you look at <laughs> so the situation. So is alcohol, actually, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, people used to claim that had that had some medicinal purpose, blah, blah, blah. But like cigarette zero and zero and highly addictive. Millions of people yeah. die. Why isn't that on schedule one? It doesn't have because <laughs> it's bullshit. And the mind army is here to call these things out and to say, look, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to participate in that. We're going to push for these things to be legal because such a crisis and you know you see i believe psilocybin mushrooms at some point will eliminate all of the antidepressants out there and that's very intimidating to a lot of people but yeah. you know yeah. kind of the the good news i want to tell you oliver that i figured out during this whole process is the pharmaceutical companies really aren't against this they're just as happy to sell mushrooms as they are anything else okay. they're going to make a ton of money they have all the distribution and everything, so we need them. But the problem the last 55 years has really been the alcohol companies. And they're the ones that realized early on, hey, if people are, you know, using plant medicine and, you know, enjoying mushrooms or marijuana, they're not going to drink as much alcohol. And wow, if there's really? something like, yeah, if there's something like Ibogaine that can break your uh, alcohol is it's like they're like yeah. that's our best customers we're not getting rid wow. of them yeah you know? i didn't think of that wow alcohol companies see i, I wasn't yeah. even thinking that but that makes a lot of sense now that you say that wow yeah that is that's who paid for all that propaganda and continues to um but you know it's coming out and and as people are seeing you know now you know you can go do some psilocybin mushrooms and have an incredible you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, Tuesday oh, yeah. morning, whatever it is, without having to drink alcohol. 
And, you know, these are appetite suppressants. These are just like the yeah. most powerful things on the planet. And we just have yeah. to like come to an agreement that in 2023, we have to like talk in reality right now. It's post pandemic. It's very scary what's happening. We just have to like be a little bit more, you know, truthful with each other about what's possible. You know, it's funny. I was thinking the other day, I was thinking if you're a human being as a doctor, like prescribing medicine, they should just automatically prescribe you cannabis and mushrooms just because you're human. <laughs> just take these. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, well, let me tell you what I'm doing. Uh, uh, you know, the Mind Army is my passion, but I also have some things that I'm working on on the for-profit side because for me, I really believe that it's our job as the community, as the psychonauts to make these things more like a pharmaceutical so they could be mm -hmm. easier accepted by the medical establishment and society. Yeah. So yeah. I'm part of a company called Psychoceutical, which is sort of the best of psychedelics meets the best of pharmaceuticals. And we have a patent that works in pharma where basically our patent is you can rub any psychedelic at the back of the neck at the base of your hairline right here. And oh, yeah. in a cream, like a cream right there, it goes uh, into the skin and right below the skin in that one spot, there are nerves that go direct to the brain. So when wow. you rub the psychedelic here, yeah, you get no psychedelic effect, no dizziness, no nausea, but you do get a lot of benefit. And for example, wow. the first one that we're doing is uh, neurodirect ketamine. So you rub the ketamine on here, it goes direct uh -huh. to the brain. There's no side effects, uh, but five minutes or so after you rub it on, you feel this really nice calming feeling that lasts for hours and hours, but wow. that you can still stay at work, drive a car, play yeah, with your yeah. kids. It's, it's not that kind of thing. It's really meant for, you know, people to be walking around and getting rid of their PTSD yeah. uh, through yeah. this new topical. And so what I love about it is this is, you know, nobody really knew this except our doctor who went and proved it based on you know doing everywhere else on the body with different compounds and things and so when he patented it um well, i had rick doblin from maps who's like the godfather of the psychedelic yeah, industry yeah. came to our lab uh about you know a few weeks back and he uh checked out our neurodirect ketamine and what's going on and he was like wow he's like i had no idea and he's like, sometimes the biggest breakthroughs are right under your nose was like kind of his quote about it. Right. And he, he thought it was amazing. He said to me that he thinks, um, he said MAPS just got a $20 grant from the government to study veterans with PTSD using cannabis. Awesome. And wow. yeah, right. and, but he, he said to us, he said, I think that your neurodirect ketamine would be better for these veterans than the cannabis. It's smoother. It's more, you know, steady. It's like a better probably thing for them. So what Psychoceutical is yeah. doing, we're doing trials down in Australia because Australia, for people that don't know, it's a, they're just announced that psilocybin mushrooms and MDMA are legal. They're making it wow. really easy. Yeah. They're making awesome. it really easy. Yeah. It's incredible. They're, you That's know, Australia. because- Australia. That's Australia. Yeah. And it's because they're, they're like, a, you know, they're in charge of the healthcare of their people. So they're not trying mm -hmm. to sell them a bunch of pharmaceutical drugs. They're actually trying to like keep them healthy. 
So they yeah. legalized it recently. They're making it really easy for companies to do clinical trials over there. There's a rebate that the government gives you over 40% will give you back on whatever you spend on research down there. And the, the data that you use, the FDA is you know, good with that data out of Australia. They have been, so you can kind of take your data and because ketamine is so safe and effective, we think with our topical neurodirect ketamine that you rub on your neck, the cream, because it's already safe and effective, we could jump forward and get some kind of breakthrough status so that veterans can be walking around you know, you come into an emergency room and you think you broke your arm, you know, they're just going to rub a little bit of topical cream on your neck and just say, hey, sit there for a few minutes and you're going to relax and you're going to be sitting there probably like relax going, oh, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of medical professionals here. You know, I think I'm in, you know, good place. I don't have to freak out and get trauma right now. So this is yeah. like the point coming back to is if we can make these things more like pharmaceuticals, then the uptake's just going to be faster and faster. And so, you know, that's why we're starting with the NeuroDirect topical. It's very easy for people and ketamine safe and effective. But we actually, Oliver, we got called by a Yale chemist who told us that he looked up our, um, our patents and he saw that we own them. And he said, I already did a study, my own study rubbing, LSD at the back of the neck at the base of the hairline for migraines. And he's like, it was almost a hundred percent effective for migraines. He's like, so wow. could I work on wow. this with you? Mm -hmm. that, and you, you know, don't have, you don't have an experience. It's really wow. incredible. You know, of course, Rick Doblin, you know, maps and MDMA, he was excited to try neurodirect MDMA and see what, you know, the effect is because like he said, they're doing like the big, macro eight hour MDMA session with therapists, you do three of mm -hmm. those, but that's, you know, for veterans and people with severe PTSD here, mm -hmm. he said, maybe they could just rub some MDMA on their neck. Uh, and if they just went through the pandemic or, you know, lost a loved one, but maybe they can come back from war. They're not that damaged and maybe they just need a little bit of that. So we're just, we just feel wow. really blessed to be, able to bring something out that can help not just everybody, but also all the companies in the psychedelic industry. If they want to deliver their neuroactive compounds, we can, you know, license it to them to do it at the back of the neck here and change around, you know, uh, who the users could be, but also the effect. And I think it's, I feel good that we can, you know, psychoceutical can help everybody in the industry. Wow. That is, that's amazing. And is that available like right now? Like that product, people um, can go get that now? Or is that only available in special situations? Yeah, it's, you know, we're going through the clinical trials, the 115 patients down in Australia, so we can make it available. Right now, our doctor, you know, is doing it in special cases and things for people. Uh, but we're excited because the reason we were able to have, you know, get a prescription for Rick Doblin and Recently, we're able to get one for, you know, Matthew Johnson from um, Johns Hopkins and Hamilton Morris, the television personalities, people. It's so cool because we're, we're probably the only psychedelic company that I know where you can, somebody can try the product, even though it hasn't gone through clinical trials because our doctor is the one who, you know, developed this and has done his own trials. We came out, he came out with an article 
just last month in uh, a neuroscience magazine peer-reviewed that showed that 80% of people who used the topical on 100 patients, 80 of them had significant relief from their PTSD. Some wow. of the people, you know, I know the stories and they were like homebound, couldn't leave their house or maintain a job. And as soon as they started doing this within, you know, a few days, they were like back into the world. And I think that's, you know, a testament to how amazing ketamine itself is. But this delivery system, the NeuroDirect, it's like a real game changer. It makes it now children and the elderly, people who are working, like you don't have to take time off. It doesn't have to be a very expensive thing. And so, you know, mm-hmm. our psychoceutical, the CEO comes from, uh, Chad Harmon comes from the bio, uh, from the uh, insurance space. So he knows and he understands that instead of taking ketamine and sitting in an office with a doctor and all these people, it's a lot of time and a lot of money that most people don't have. If you can just rub a little bit of cream on the back of your neck and keep, go about your business, you know, that's what the insurance companies want to pay for. So I'm motivated yeah. personally to try to make it as easy as possible for them to you know get into the game yeah absolutely and that's interesting that about this whole absorption i wonder my buddy made an extract of you know psilocybin and i'm wondering if that same thing would work with psilocybin if you rubbed it right there yeah. well you know like to your point you know uh you know, usually psilocybin, you eat the psilocybin mushroom, it goes into your stomach and it converts into psilocin. But if you put psilocin right here at the back of the neck, yes, you're going to have an alternative effect. And all these compounds, you know, from uh, are having have a different delivery. I love, you know, to blow Rick Doblin's mind. He's been like in psychedelics for 50 years. (laughs) He's like, you never blow that guy's mind. But he was like, wow, man, this is amazing and right under our noses who would who would have known yeah it's breakthrough really i mean it's insane and to me the biggest benefit of this is because we get a lot of people that tell us um their concerns about using psychedelics is not being able to function like throughout their day can i drive can i work what can i can't you know because that most people microdosing and asking this but with this it sounds like you can just rub it here get all the benefits and just, but not have, and still be hundred percent functional. You don't have to worry about any yeah. other thing. Yeah. Not only that, which is amazing, but we know that when ketamine metabolizes uh, in the body, in the brain, it grows new neural pathways. So it's like, as you're doing it, you're bringing your PTSD down, but as you do it, you're actually building up your, you know, actual brain matter in your brain. I would mm-hmm. say, you're building your cognitive function. You know, Lamar uh, always says to me, cause I do the follow-up treatments with him sometimes with the ketamine, he does them with the lozenge. And he says, every time I do this, you know, under medical supervision with the lozenge, he's like, I feel like I'm building up my cognitive ability. Yeah. And yeah. I think That's we awesome. just have to lean into the fact that this is like really, you know, a special moment we have these I, w- I would go just I would go as far as to say like if you're not doing psychedelics you're at a disadvantage like yes. professionally in your life everything you're just at a disadvantage because like you said it improves your cognitive function it makes you smarter it makes you, like for me personally it makes me perform better like if I don't yeah. take it I don't perform as well as I do if I do 
So I think, yeah, totally, totally agree with what you're saying. You know, I, I want to tell you, um, I've been microdosing psilocybin for a long time. I've tried microdosing LSD, which is also great. But when you microdose psilocybin, I usually do it, you know, two or three days a week. What I've noticed mm -hmm. is on the days that I do it, I have this, you know, nice, you know, energy to me. Everything's, you know, maybe a little shinier, but I'm still going about my business and stuff like that. Um, but what I've noticed is on the days in between my microdose, my decision making is really clear. And mm. so yeah. I'm sort of doing it now I'm microdosing a little bit more for the days in between, not my microdose yeah. day. Those yeah. are great, but it's those yeah. in between days are like, oh, wow. Like you know, I've seen, I've, I've seen an article or my buddy, I've seen an email come across my inbox and it said, <laughs> could a psilocybin deficiency be the cause of depression? So like, we just need to dose ourselves with psilocybin or psilocin and keep ourselves <laughs> balanced. Like you said, yeah. it stays with you. You don't have to take it every day, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, what's amazing. One of the best things I heard about this was uh, Joe from Joe Rogan. Uh, he was on like the Lex Friedman podcast recently. And, you know, people might have seen they almost canceled or they were trying to cancel him for something, a joke he made like eight years ago. And they're trying to cancel him and get him off the air. And it's horrible, wow. you know? Wow. And so, yeah. And so the guy Lex Friedman said, hey, how did you get through that? And Joe Rogan goes, I did mushrooms. And the guy Lex, he's like, so he's like, what'd you do? Like a, a microdose or something? And he's like, nah, he goes, I just like, you know, about a gram a day. And I just didn't really think about it. And, the, and so the interviewer, the guy Lex, he's like, uh, Oh, so Joe, like, how did, how'd that turn out? He's like, pretty good. You know, I got 2 million more subscribers. It was like pretty good, you know? Pretty good. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like, you know, people, if they went from a microdose to, you know, if there's a super stressful situation happening, Maybe right, you right. want to do a half a gram. If it's really stressful, like Joe Rogan level, maybe you got to do a gram, but you're just like, you know, everybody that's doing anything is just trying to, you know, basically balance their nervous system. So they have some mm -hmm. coffee, they might smoke a cigarette, they might, you know, right, uh, right. walk out, walk around in a circle, whatever you're doing, it's only to try to balance your nervous system. And so when you yeah. have psilocybin and it's balancing your nervous system, and then you yeah. don't have to take this and take that to try to get to yeah. balance. I yeah. mean, that's like, what's better than that. And like the mm -hmm. fact that it's so safe that you could, I think I've heard that you could consume your entire body weight in mushrooms and you wouldn't die. I love that. Isn't that so cool? Like that fact alone, that it's that safe that you can't overdose on it. It's just, it's so cool. I just love that. That's yeah, such a cool fact. It's amazing. <clears throat> it is. And, and what I like is I always tell people start with the microdose because yeah, if you take a, you know, a bunch and you have this, you know, significant experience and you're not in the right set and setting with the right people, uh, your mindset's not proper. Uh, it could maybe even cause you some trauma to do that. And so, Start with a microdose and then find when you want to do a macrodose, go find somebody that can guide you because if you're in the yeah. right set and setting, you're going to have a great experience. That's it's mm -hmm. as simple as that. And if you're not in a good set and setting, you're not in the right mindset, you're not in the right place, then it could be uh, these oh, are powerful man. energies, you know. So <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Like just setting 
can have such a huge impact on how you experience these things. Isn't like you said, it's so powerful just to keep the setting can change. Like for me, like I know I've had situations where I've done certain things, like you said, but this, like I was going through something negative and it affected everything that was happening. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And you know, usually if you're with somebody who knows what they're doing, you get yourself into some, you know, difficult situation. They're just going to tell you, Hey, just breathe. Everything's fine. I'm here. Just breathe. And you take a couple breaths and then you're fine. So it mm -hmm. really, it's so important because yeah. it's kind of like, you know, these are powerful energies. So it's like when a kid turns 16 years old, you don't just give them the keys to the car. You know, they have to go right. train and learn how to drive the car. And once they do, it's totally safe. But like you're talking about um, something like that. It's important to have the right people around you and the right training. But if you have that, I mean, this is more, uh, you know, it's, it's your body knows what to do with it a lot better than it does, you know, most other chemical things that you eat or drink or use, you know, for your health. And the problem with the antidepressants is you take those every day, they build up in your system, they actually change your brain chemistry. You know, if mm. you take psilocybin too many days in a row, it just won't work. And so then you have to take a couple of days off to make to allow those receptors to open for you to put more in. So it's like, uh, it's not in your body all the time like those other things. It you know it uh, metabolizes quickly. Those other things are constantly in you, changing you. And it's like that's the opportunity we really have. That's why I think you know shows like this. It's like so important because you know we have to get everybody to realize that this is the opportunity for mental health and addiction treatment post the pandemic, where I would say to you, I think anybody that went through the pandemic has some level of PTSD right now that they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And when you mm -hmm. also have Putin trying to start World War Three, and, you know, uh, deadly gas in the air and all kinds of stuff, it's like, if you don't have some PTSD, you're probably like a sociopath or something like that. So right, right. since we all have it, you know, let's just accept that you know, I even yeah. say this to religious yeah. religious people. You know, I I have a, in my movie The Reality of Truth, Michelle mm -hmm. Rodriguez. I went around and interviewed you know all these uh, people like Joel Osteen, the preacher, and the people uh, from Daystar. All these you know uh, significant religious leaders, and I would say to them, I'd say, hey, you know what, you know God that you're really you know strong on. Uh, you know, that knows everything, right? They know everything. And they go, yeah. And I go, okay, so don't you think God knows that we were going to get into a very stressful situation with all kinds of addiction? Wouldn't it make sense that God would have put some natural Ooh, cures like here that. for us to <laughs> tap into? I, like <laughs> I know. And they're all like, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, kinda, yeah that kind of makes sense. You know, it's like so, the yin and the yang, it's the opposites of each other, you know, that you have this and then these psychedelics are like the op they balance it out you know <clears throat> yes and it just makes sense you know that there would be things here uh since all the major pharmaceuticals come originally from plants that are then synthesized or copied and augmented and edited uh but everything mm -hmm. is in the cures everything's in these plants and we just have to you know step forward now and just you know hold people to 
you know, the reality of it, because like, you know, Ibogaine, the drug I told you about, the African root that can break a heroin addiction, people always say, oh, well, we have to test, you know, we have to like keep that illegal because, uh, it, you know, people could die. I, 50 people died of Ibogaine. I'm like, yeah, oh, wow. 50 people died, you know, in the last 50 years. But <laughs> meanwhile, 100,000 people just died of overdoses and 100,000 uh, yeah. people committed suicide. So like, yeah. what are we talking about here? This is total nonsense. And, yeah. you know, that's what we got to do. We just got to, you know, bring the truth of where society's at. And, you know, the fact that these things are available for us. I think if we can get that straight, uh, you know, mm -hmm. humans are not going to go off the cliff. We're going to like psychedelics are going to take us to the right just in the nick of time. And as far as I'm concerned, it's already happening with soccer moms and everybody else trying this. And I think cannabis probably, you know, was the foundation where, you know, people like yeah. my parents' generation, you know, where they're in the early 80s, mm -hmm. when they were, you know, when I was growing up, they always said, oh, marijuana is bad, bad, you know, yep, it'll yep. destroy your brain. And then a few years ago, when cannabis became legal in Massachusetts, they started eating the gummies, edibles, and they were like, oh, my God, this makes me feel better. It takes care of pain. Like, oh, my God, they lied to me for 50 years about the cannabis. So then when I approach <laughs> yeah. them with the psilocybin, yeah. they're, they have no reservations. They're just like, yep, give it to me. I'm sure they lied about this, too. And then you know, they take you know, the psilocybin. It's great. You know, it's funny you say that because, like, I did – I'm retired Navy. So I did 20 years in the Navy right out of high school at 18, right? So – I grew up the same way you just said, where the whole, my whole life, I thought drugs were bad. Drugs were bad. And then when I got out, I'm, and all of a sudden I got introduced to psychedelics and they changed my life completely. And I had the same revelation you just said, I've been lied to. <laughs> I've been lied to this whole time. Like, and then like, and then yeah. for me, it was mushrooms. I did mushrooms first. And then I did cannabis because I realized, you know, these things are good for you. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it's exactly that. And I think, you know, people now appreciate that and we have the internet and social media. So, you know, it's not going to be able to be stopped like it was. I think it's going to be really exciting. You know, as when psychedelics penetrated in the late 60s, they went through the culture and music and fashion and business and everything changed. You know, the Beatles mm -hmm. went from one thing to another and that was all psychedelic. So when you see psychedelics right now hitting like they're about to, you know, changing mm -hmm. maybe hip hop music, changing art, changing business models, all these things, uh, it's going to be really exciting to see. And then oh, what's really yeah. cool is that the guy from OpenAI, Altman, just the other day, he made a comment that he wants to, is personally uh, investing in psychedelics and wants to wow. leverage yeah everything that you know is going on with ai and everything for psychedelics wow, cool. plus that's yeah awesome. you yeah that is awesome and you already had elon musk who'd been very vocally open about psychedelics being better than pharmaceuticals and so mm -hmm. now when these guys are setting their ai open ai and whatever uh you know elon's about to do you know that at the base of that it's going to be these are medicine they're good they're positive and AI is going to be built on that. And I think who knows, maybe that's going to be, you know, as important as anything else that's happening. Oh, that's huge. 
That's so yeah. huge because that means the information is going to not be putting this stuff in the bad light. It's going to be putting it in the good light. So that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's really good I to hear. Know. I know that's the open AI thing just came out two days ago. He made a statement about he had invested in a psychedelic company and he, it was his part of his mission uh, to bring these out. And so it just, you know, so feels cool. so good to have AI behind psychedelics right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. Right. That is really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. So, cool. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I'm interested to hear um, a little more about if you're, if you'd like to share, like how, like your, what happened in your life personally um, with psychedelics Um and I know you said in college you you did you did play around a little bit, but was that do you consider that your breakthrough moment or did it happen later down the road where um, you really just that's a good question. I mean, I think the first time I you know saw that everything was frequency changed my life for sure. Um, I think when I wound up later going to Peru and sitting with a shaman and doing it with the right intent, that's when I you know, okay. went to the next level, you know, I kind of realized, like, I have to make this my life mission, because it's so significant. But it's also, um, you know, for myself, for my family, my friends, my worker, my coworkers, all these things, uh, you help one people and it ripples out. And I, you know, mm -hmm. look at that. And I think, you know, if you can get with one person watching this gets the, you know, courage to learn more and and to have that direct experience it could ripple out who knows to where and so you know that's kind of how i think you know the reality of truth documentary i did the goal of that movie was when somebody finishes the movie that they turn it off and they say i think i could do uh some plant medicine right now i'm i think i'm ready and so that movie's been seen over 15 million times uh, it's said to have caused more than a million people to have a psychedelic experience. And mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that the Lamar Oda movie can be for ketamine and ibogaine, what that movie was for, you know, ayahuasca, San Pedro, uh, and so uh, forth. Okay. I see. I gotcha. So that's, that is my goal. And, you know, I, I look at this and I think, you know, anybody who's watching this right now, you're in the first inning of this game. And when I've been early as a futurist, when I've been early in categories, you know, I saw the domain name space happening. Uh, I was able to own domain names like beer.com, diamond.com, creditcards.com. And then when I saw the legal cannabis space happen in 2012, when California went legal, uh, mm. I was able to do really well in early cannabis. And now with psychedelics, it's it's even bigger because this is a trillion dollar industry. Uh, the last mm -hmm. one of those we saw was crypto. The, before wow. that, you know, the internet. And here we are. It's like, you know, you're talking about psychedelics displacing uh, all the antidepressants, pain medications, addiction uh, treatments, uh, you know, just everything. And you look at that and you're like, wow, that's so big that if I'm hearing about this now uh, in the same way that we were early with the cannabis where the institutions right. hadn't come in yet because the institutional investors haven't played in this space yet, uh, oh, probably okay. they're going to do it coming up because uh, 
Compass Pathways, which is a publicly traded company, is uh, going to commercialize the first psychedelic compound. Uh, it's oh, wow. a psilocybin product. And um, once that happens, all the institutions are going to jump into this. And also MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, mm. that organization is about to get MDMA legal for wow. with therapy for PTSD. Wow. So, yeah. So if you're an investor right now and you own a few of these companies uh, in the space, then you're probably you could, you know, set up your entire retirement because this is like wow. owning the pharmaceutical companies in the 1920s or the biotech companies in the 1990s. Wow. Yeah, wow. you can make, you know, 100 years of stock market returns in, you know, the next year or two. Uh, wow. or maybe it's 10 years or whatever, but it's like, this is so big. The applications are so large that, um, you can make a fortune. And I think if you want to be in this industry, it's a lot funner than being in the cannabis industry where everybody's <laughs> fighting it out and they're horrible to each other here. <laughs> it's like, everybody knows this is mental health and yeah, you know, yeah. addiction. It's big enough like for everybody no fighting it's really you know seems to be you know the place to be yeah yeah that's 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 awesome to hear that you know it's changing so fast and at such high levels you know i mean that's that's great to hear just as a human being here to see how much it's going to be able to help other people is um i'm so happy to hear that and then yeah. i'm interested though like when it comes to cannabis and flour and stuff like that how do you, does that complement psychedelics well, or is it a psychedelic or like, where's that? Cause I like both and I think they complement yeah. each other, me personally really well, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. Cause you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Yeah, no, I think they're very complimentary. Um, you know, I've been using cannabis for 35 years and I love it. It's amazing, but it's not going to break your PTSD and it's not going to mm -hmm. break your addiction overnight. You know, that's, you need the strength of a psychedelic at that like mm -hmm. transformational level. And I think while I would say that I put cannabis somewhere in the psychedelic range, it's not a psychedelic. It's really, you know, something that is different. It's an amazing medicine, but mm -hmm. you know, if we want to be serious and break somebody's addiction or, you know, stop their suicidal ideation, right. they're going to have to probably use ketamine ibogaine psilocybin to have an immediate breakthrough and so you know for me i look at it like um my you know kind of my theory is that we're having some kind of empathy crisis right now in society <laughs> you know where people want to care but they don't and they get distracted by something on the phone or some other thing and they're like oh you know mm -hmm. i can't deal with that right now but it, I, my belief is like the only way I've ever seen anybody get instantly more empathy is that they either have a near death experience or they have a major breakthrough with psychedelics. So mm, yeah. if we can get a critical mass of people to go inside their minds and come out with more empathy and we have mm. a bunch of people walking around with more empathy, we can solve any problems that we have as yeah. a society. Yeah, including yeah. things that we never talk about. You know, we know I never hear anybody talk about, well, what about water in 50 years? You know, let's talk about it. But if your empathy level was higher, you would be having those types of discussions.
And so it's critical that we get a critical mass of people to do it. And I think, you know, thank goodness the pandemic has, you know, if there is a silver lining, it's that people are taking their mental health seriously and that they know and they're hearing that, you know, psychedelics are good. And they Mm -hmm. see like Michael Pollan's show on Netflix, which is a top documentary on there. He's he's a great example because he's like a 60 year old guy, very successful writer, New York Mm -hmm. Times bestseller, never done psychedelics before. And at 60 years old, he realizes that maybe this could be beneficial and he does it and it changes his life. And so Mm -hmm. I love that because a lot of the baby boomers that he appeals to, that's who they are, you know, and they can resonate with that. So we're just kind of in the sweet spot of psychedelics coming out. And I never would have guessed it would have been a global pandemic that made them approachable. (laughs) Yeah. But like, you know, that's, that's life. You never know, you know, what's going to happen next. So. Absolutely. That is life. That's what makes life so exciting too. It's just things can change so quick. You never know. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think like one more thing I want to say about um, the psychedelics and the benefit of it is that, you know, when you're ha- having this human experience that we're having right now, uh, mm-hmm. your human, your human filters are very busy scanning for danger all the time, you know, looking over here and here and just, you know, all kinds of calculations about danger. When you do a psychedelic and it, take some of those filters off and your fight or flight isn't on like that. That what happens is you actually reconnect to the miracle that you're in a miracle and you know, you're alive, you're breathing (laughs) oxygen, you're talking on a cell phone video to China. (laughs) Like this is a total miracle. They're just like, oh yeah, blah, blah. It's just a, you know, cell phone of China. And it's like, no, after you do the psychedelic and you come back and you're in that miracle mentality and then you see the synchronicities and you see the universe Mm -hmm. working to help you. That's Mm -hmm. how you get to the next level for peak performance. Yeah, like for me personally, I know, like it felt like I was born again. Like I remember coming back and it was like I had these beliefs attached to everything around me. And I came back from, I did it in Costa Rica and I came back and I was, I remember it took me a few, I didn't even want to talk to anyone for like a couple of days. Cause like, it was like, I don't know, everything was different. Like, like you said, you enjoy, like you're in a miracle. Like everything here is like every moment is so amazing. Like just to be alive, you know, and you didn't yeah. see it that way before. Right. It's really amazing. Yeah, no. <laughs> And, you know, I, and I got to give people, you know, let them off the hook a little bit because the illusion is really, really good, you know? So it really looks like, you know, there's separation between me and other people and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The sun goes up and down, but like at the end of the day, there's so much going on. And when I saw that in the psychedelic experience that I saw that everything was frequency and connected. I was able to, you know, uh, see it differently. And I actually have a movie coming out uh, probably early next year about frequency uh, and how frequency is going to be the future of everything. I got Dr. Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, all these incredible people talking to movies about how, you know, frequency medicine, frequency agriculture, they're going to use frequency devices and frequency technology instead of cutting you open, they're going to heal you wow. 
and treat diseases with frequency. But the cool thing is, yeah, the coolest part of it is that in the future, and they're already here, uh, psychedelics are going to be able to be delivered digitally through frequency. And so, yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> wow, so the reason so I amazing. say that, yeah, because you know, there's wow. a company that already has these patches that you put on your wrist right here. And what yeah. it does is there's crystals in that patch that hold frequency. And what they do is they clone the frequency wow. of say silicin, and then they put it onto the crystal structure on the patch, which holds that frequency like a battery. And then when you okay. put it on your skin, it starts to emit the frequency for 48 hours, the, the frequency of psilocin. And it's a mind blower. And you know, when you first put it on, everybody's like, oh, this is weird, not gonna work. And then a few minutes later, they're just like, oh my God, I feel something, hold on. And so wait a minute, so, so wait a minute. Yeah. So you're saying that there's a frequency for psilocybin that yes. you can emit and it would be the same as if you took psilocybin because everything's really a frequency. Exactly. And this company, uh, as a matter of fact, one sec, uh, this company has, has a uh, device which you speak into. This is in the movie. You speak into this uh, device for 30 seconds, an app, and it will tell you with 95% accuracy if you have coronavirus by the frequency of your voice. <laughs> and wow. then, yeah, it'll tell you what vitamins and nutrients you're deficient in from that same voice uh, signature. And some uh, celebrities already, the Taylor Swifts of the world and whatnot, they have these headphones and you put the headphones on. And so if you, instead of eating an orange to get vitamin C, you put these headphones on, it gives you the frequency of vitamin C. Your brain does a, you know, whatever it does electrically, and then it causes a chemical reaction in the body as if you took the vitamin C. So you're going to be able to dial up, you know, LSD, ketamine, whatever it is. is and so what I love about what's that? That is so just amazing. That's, I'm, it's still blowing I, my mind right now. I'm just like, this is I so amazing. <laughs> well, what's so cool is like. This is like the great democratization of psychedelics because they're not going to be able to tell you you can't have a frequency, you know. So this frequency range for that. Banned. We're banning this frequency range. Yeah, and they wow. might. I'm sure they'll try it, but it's cool because if you're in Alaska and you have no plant material whatsoever, you could still put these on and get the psilocybin mm. experience or whatever you're trying to do. And so for me. You know, this is what's so exciting about psychedelics. We're benefiting from all of the technology leaps that are happening, the medical breakthroughs, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, even the cryptocurrency, when Bitcoin was at its absolute highest, you know, a year ago or whatever, um, right. it funded all those people, funded all of the psychedelic research that was going on. Oh, so all that research yeah. got paid for, even though crypto came down, it was a moment where those people who are cryptocurrency people who think differently also are open to, you know, psychedelics and plant medicine and they funded all the research. So, wow, it's, so cool. it's happening. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was getting done on. That makes me like crypto even more now. <laughs> like, I, know. I like crypto already, but now it's like, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. 
we got to get it back to 68 or whatever it was bitcoin so these guys throw even more money into this but you know maps is rick doblin's company maps they've already raised 200 million dollars for uh mdma wow. legalization research wow. and all that so it's like you know it's a big industry about to happen and it's exciting you know like i said that anybody that's watching this that takes action maybe you own just a few of the top companies that right now that are public or you get into one of these industries like psilocybin or ketamine or you know being a, a guide or a integration therapist or you know i've gotten this moniker of like psychedelic concierge i got a lot of people asking me hey can you train me to be a psychedelic concierge and right, these yeah. are like the jobs of the future this is what yeah, even if ai yeah. takes away jobs or whatever it's like you have all these therapists i think maps is saying they need um 30,000 mdma therapists in the next few years and um according to the top people in medicine like dr roger mcintyre from braxia he says the united states is short two million therapists right now um so it's a it's a booming industry as far as what's possible and what the opportunities are so if somebody's listening and you're like you know i don't like what i'm doing or it's not fulfilling this is super fulfilling and the product of psychedelics is so good it's the best product in the world so you don't have to worry like oh you know am i selling somebody something that you know they could get cheaper better or whatever no this is like life transforming for people and um for that reason yeah. it's just very very rewarding yeah and i'm because of all those reasons is the same reason why i feel so honored to be a part of this movement um at whatever level i mean it's just it's so rewarding because of what not only what they've done for my life but to just see other people being able to get these benefits is just it's the best part of it like you said you could work anywhere but not you can't get this type of untangible benefit you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah exactly you know what happened to me the other day somebody came up to me and they said hey uh the other you know a couple months ago i wound up hearing you talk i wound up taking a microdose and they said they took a microdose of mushrooms and they said about two hours later they got a call from the doctor and they answer it and the doctor was like you have prostate cancer and the guy was like, oh, my God, like he was like, wow. holy shit. And he said, as he was freaking out, trying to process that, he's like, he could feel that the mushroom was grounding him. And he said, as mm -hmm. he thought it through and the mushroom grounded him, he came up with like a, a plan of attack for what he was going to do. And he said later that night, he told his family like what his plan was going to be. And they were like, wow, this is so cool that you thought it out. And he's like the wow. synchronicity of me getting that microdose the day before taking it and then getting that phone call he's like that was life or death for him you know wow. and so wow. these are these stories happen wow. every single day and like yeah. we just have to like you know bring them to the 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 attention of the public and you know and there's so many people and when you say that i'm remembering of this but there's so many people that contact me like almost daily if not weekly about that's exactly why they're getting into psychedelics. They want like, they want mushrooms because they have cancer. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day, too, because a close friend, friend of mine is about to die of cancer. It's really everywhere at this point. And someone asked me, they said, well, if you were about to die of cancer, what would you want to do? And the first thing that popped in my mind was, one, spend time with my family. But then, two, I want to do a hero's journey <laughs> of mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I would say I would say do it in the opposite order though. I would have that hero journey and then I would spend time with Bingo. my family and yeah, it would yeah. probably be a much better transition. Um yeah. yeah, we have to, you know, even my first film, The Reality of Truth, Dr. Drew, the television personality is on there and he's a doctor and he says in that movie that he thinks the first real indication for psychedelics is going to be end of life. And he's like, just the data shows that it allows us to, you know, feel some kind of a connection, a deeper connection. And he's like, we need help with the dying process here in the United States. So, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard, I've seen the studies on that with the cancer patients that um, they lose the fear of death. Right. Like not like it helps with it. Right. They, they no longer fear death the way they did before after an experience. Right. Yeah. You know, actually, there was a study that Dr. Charles Grobe did uh, for University of California where he did 17, like, terminally ill patients. They got mushrooms. But in order to be in the study, they had to come off of their antidepressants to be in the study. Then they did the psilocybin with the therapist. And he said none of them went back on their antidepressants. All of them reported you know, feeling better about what was happening, were able to create better closure and stuff with their family. And of course they all passed away because they were late stage, but like we owe this to people to be able to, you know, go out in a positive way and have their family have this positive thing. So for me, it's like, you know, this is the Holy Grail. And now, you know, with modern technology and medicine, social media, uh, it's coming out. And that just like, that feels great because uh, these, like you said, people are getting a death sentence, which is pretty much everybody. But when you get that cancer diagnosis, uh, number one, you want to mentally be in the right place. But I don't know if you saw the movie Fantastic Fungi with Paul Stanley. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. But yeah, uh, yeah. his mother had cancer that had spread yeah. through her whole body. Mm-hmm. He gave her turkey tail mushroom and she got rid of her cancer. So, you know, that's how incredible they can use mushrooms to, you know, clean up uh, chemical spills, nuclear, uh, you know, it can, be, it can be used in every, you know, type of thing. And so we just have to, you, I think, kind of lean into it right now. You know, an interesting thing about mushrooms, and this comes from fantastic fungi, I think, but one thing they said is that mushroom, we have more in common, like biologically or something with mushrooms than we do with like, I think any other species on the planet or something like that. It was like, yeah, it was something yeah. interesting like that. <laughs> yeah, it really is uh, pretty incredible. And then, you know, just like, you know, Paul Stamets, who's uh, the person in that movie that it's focused on, uh, he stuttered until he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. He had his first psilocybin mushroom experience and he no longer stuttered ever again. And now he's like an incredible public speaker on, you know, out on That's the amazing. circuit. So like, what else? It doesn't, just doesn't make what any sense. <laughs> what, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, that's like it's something, right? Something that's... else. Yeah. Come up with something else that <laughs> what can else do what mushrooms do, do. And then like, yeah, get back to me. No, I always say that. I, I'm like, if there was something else that could, you know, solve the mental health and addiction crisis, I would be out doing that. So I'm yeah. here because this works. Our product of psychedelics is the best product in the world. It actually does what it says it's going to do. And when you put somebody in a good set and setting and allow them to do it, it's transformational, both physically and mentally. And I think we just have to, you know, you know, I would say to people, join the Mind Army, you know, uh, go to mindarmy.org, become part of this and, you know, fight for the right to pursue happiness. It's right here in front of us. And you don't have to, you know, wait for the government or the medical establishment to, you know, for something horrible to happen that they all of a sudden go, oh, my God, let's give this to them you know, let's take this in our own hands now and be proactive. And the reason, Oliver, that I'm really pushing hard right now, uh, I stage a few times, but the reason I'm pushing hard is that uh, the futurist Ray Kurzweil has said that we will reach singularity in the year 2045. That means that singularity is when you have a chip embedded in your brain that is connected to the internet with the whole cloud and AI running calculations on what you should do. And he said, somebody with that setup in 2045 is going to be 1 billion times more intelligent than you are right now. And a billion times. Yeah. And so that (laughs) it sounds kind of cool, but it also sounds super scary because it's like, you know, at that level, if somebody, you know, breaks up with their girlfriend or boyfriend, they're like, Oh, I think I'll destroy Miami today. They're going to be able to do it. And so we have to raise consciousness now ahead of 2045, not wait till 2044 and go, oh my God, what are we going to do when people get this powerful, dangerous technology? So I just think we have to get as many people to do psychedelics and emerge with empathy so we can figure this thing out uh, on all levels easily. Yeah. So when you say it like that, this is like, like a global situation, right? Like you said, because this type of power to give you 1 billion times the um, like intelligence, like you said, could cause like unspeakable damage, like in the wrong situation. Right. So yeah, I didn't realize that, but when, yeah, that's, that's even more of a reason, like you said, to be on this mission right now and to just, yeah. and it's like an emergency almost like people need to get exposed to this. We can't wait anymore. Emergency. Yeah. I think that's it. We're in a emergency situation post pandemic. We got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, overdosing or committing suicide or, you know, depressed contemplating suicide and we have these tools they really work they're really safe and effective we just have to undo all that propaganda that was done by the you know liquor companies uh we have to undo that with people you know there was this thing that was put out uh where years and years ago they said that mdma which is about to be legalized for ptsd they said that that like ruined your chromosomes they came up with some kind of thing like that Mm -hmm. or and ruined your brain and everything and then they found out that the people who did the study had not actually given the uh animals mdma they had given them meth so (laughs) wow like 
Yeah, they just like made the whole thing up. It was horrible. And then, you know, we're all suffering here with PTSD after this pandemic, and we don't have access yet to MDMA. We're about to, but just because, you know, people decided to misinformation, that type of thing. But now with, you know, Altman from OpenAI and Elon Musk and these people saying, we support psychedelics for mental health and addiction. We want to see these come out for society. You can, you know, that the foundation of that within the, the that AI is going to be, you know, a really, you know, it's going to be positive. And we needed that. We needed that confirmation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it just reminded me of a podcast I recently did with Alan Belcher. He just won the heavyweight championship of the world in bare knuckle boxing, <clears throat> like uh, end of February. And I, I actually did the interview before he won. But, um, you know, it was amazing to hear someone at that level of combat training to say that, you know, when he did like him doing psychedelics, he said is he contributes that to one of the biggest factors that made him one of the best fighters in the world. So that just builds on to more of the amazing things. And he's not the first fighter to say that. You know what I mean? So, wow. yeah, no, it's really, it's I think it's similar, show. probably. Yeah, it's probably similar to Joe Rogan. Like you said, you know, if you can, you know, filter out the negativity that's happening and not deal with that and then strengthen your own, get your brain to be more neuroplastic, because that's what, you know, these psychedelics are doing. They're making your brain more neuroplastic. And for mm -hmm. that reason, you know, you're, if you're going to say, if you're doing things that, you know, have traumatized your brain or are traumatizing your brain, you really need to be doing things that could rebuild the brain. And that right. is psilocybin, ketamine, ibogaine. And so uh, it seems like a, a, it makes a lot of sense why somebody for peak performance could use these things for peak performance. And, you know, who, who do you, you know, I, when I say this to people about Joe Rogan, I'm like, I got to believe Joe Rogan's busier than you has more stress than you. And yeah. So what are you talking yeah. about? If you want to be performance and you want to achieve yeah. at the level of Joe Rogan, you're going to have to probably do what he does. And so yeah. uh, a lot of what he does takes a lot of work and training. And the beautiful thing about psychedelics is they're so fast. They work so well. That's why, that's why I love doing yeah. these documentaries about them because it's not yeah. like, you know, you put somebody on a diet or a lifestyle thing. It's going to take a long time to see if it works. Psychedelics, you know, uh, an hour later, a day later, a week later, a month later, you're going to see profound changes. And yeah, that's a lot of fun when you're, you know, making a movie and you can, you know, have that. As <laughs> that is, that is incredible in a movie, right? <laughs> and then, um, well, cool. Yeah, we're coming up on the end of our time here. But I was interested um, to ask you about um, like, what, what do you, what's come, like, I know you, you do a lot of different things, but like, what's your main focus moving forward that um, you, that you see as like the biggest thing that you're doing right now? Um, and where do you see yourself going in the future now? Um, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I, I want to, you know, make sure I bring uh, the Lamar Odom movie to as many people as possible bring out the frequency movies so people can start getting healing and normalize that as an opportunity for people. But, you know, besides that, I'm just going to continue like I'm doing with psychoceutical 
to make these things more like a biotech, more like a pharmaceutical so that they're easier, you know, uptake. And then on the nonprofit side, you know, we have to fight every day for this legalization because it's going to make the whole business industry bigger. It's going to make it safer for people. And, you know, like just yeah. you think about it, it's like even cannabis, people don't even get all the benefit that they could get from cannabis because they have so oh, many yeah. negative people in their ear going, bah, it doesn't work. It's drugs, recreational, oh, blah, blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't even get all the benefit. So if we I think, can, I think that's what causes the paranoia a lot with marijuana is you get scared someone's going to find out you did it and that ruin right. that alone can ruin the effects, you know? <clears throat> yeah. If instead they were saying, congratulations, you have health yeah. medicine here, yeah. you know, this is going to help you with your physical, mental well-being, you would be like, oh, great, you know? So yeah. um, we have to do that for psychedelics. We have to create this normalization opportunity so that you know, people can get all the benefit. They don't have to have people in their ear, you know, giving their negative opinions about what somebody said, right. you know, 50 yeah. years ago. So, or having I to be like you know, secretive about it, you know, like don't tell anyone, <laughs> like I'm doing yeah. this. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. it's fun times, you know, it's like there's no other, you know, industry that has as much upside, as much opportunity that's real you know so it's like when i say real i mean i you know love blockchain and crypto it's amazing but i i don't know what's going to happen to bitcoin i don't know if it's going to be successful this year 10 years from now whatever but i know that if you take a psilocybin mushroom you're gonna get this effect you're gonna get this benefit i know if you take this and this, so it's like something that we already know and we're not speculating and hoping that this is a yeah. big part of our future this is like you know, settled science. And these are the smartest people in the world that are working in this industry. You know, like I said, Rick Doblin, Robin Carhart, Matthew Johnson, uh, incredible scientists. And thank God they're in the psychedelic space and we get to leverage their intelligence yeah, sure. into this area. Absolutely. Well, cool. Um, do, do you have time to take a couple of questions from the people sure. that are live right now? Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, so if anyone listening, if you have any questions, we'll do like two or three maybe um, questions. So if you have any questions for Zappy on anything that he's doing in the psychedelic, we covered a lot of amazing things from his patented therapy where you can rub it on your neck to, a, you know, so many other things he's involved with. But if you have any questions at all, um, please type them in the comments and um, Zappy will answer them for you. Cool, cool. <clears throat> Normally, it's tell like a twenty-second delay. About. That's okay. Right, here's you tell me what people are thinking about. Here's somebody. So Jason says, "What's the name of the movie?" Uh, so the frequency movie is called Frequency: The Future of Everything. The Lamar Odom movie is called Reborn, and my first movie is The Reality of Truth. And the Reality of Truth and the Lamar movie are both on Amazon Prime. The Reality of Truth is also available on YouTube and Gaia Network. So you can watch oh. that one free anywhere. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about the, the Frequency movie because, you know, I didn't even tell you this, but in the movie, there's a farm, there's an agricultural group that's developing frequency technology. And what they do is 
when they're going to water the field, right when they're going to shoot the water out in the field, they put it through this frequency device that structures the water and puts frequency onto it. And they spray right. the field and they don't use any pesticides or fertilizer. And the yields are higher than when you use wow. those. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the guy told me that what, what they do is the way it works is, you know, let's say you're growing corn. I'm making this up, but let's say caterpillars eat your corn. Uh, if crows eat the caterpillars, what you do is you put the crow frequency, the frequency of a crow into the water that you're spraying it and your and the field has crow frequency on it and all the pests, oh. you know, caterpillars stay away. That's how that it is, works. And, and, and so there's, is there, you said that there's a movie on this or a documentary on this? Yeah, this is a documentary that I'm doing. There's another okay. really incredible thing where you can put frequency into these drops of water. And so you put the frequency, let's say, uh, this is based on, you know, 1950s technology where they came up with the fact that every disease, every virus, every organ has a certain frequency to it. So this was discovered by a Dr. Reif. And when Dr. Reif discovered it, they destroyed, the government destroyed his equipment, put him in a mental institution and, uh, crush this thing for 50 years now there's these frequency devices that are out that have all those rife frequencies in them now and the idea is if you let's say you're having a problem with your liver you put the frequency of a healthy liver cell into the water drops you program it with healthy liver frequency and then you take some of those drops it goes in your body and the healthy liver cell the other cells that are off start vibrating at the frequency oh, of the healthiest wow. cell. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's how they're going to fix that. you with frequency. So is, yeah. it, is it like, is it like natural then for our bodies to mimic another frequency? So like, like you said, you can put this frequency in here and then our bodies will like tune ourselves like a guitar. Like when you tune a guitar, yeah. like your body will tune to that frequency. Exactly. And each organ actually has a frequency and you have a, frequency that can be, you know, uh, aligned better based on frequency. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you've seen, you know, they break up gallstones and things using frequency instead of cutting you open, they just hit it with a frequency. And basically this Dr. Reif said, you know, if you have a frequency of some virus over here, you hit it with the opposite frequency and it neutralizes it out. And that's how you cure disease, you know? And so, Oh, it's been is, suppressed a long time, but yeah, it's finally, it's back. So what, what, uh, what are the implications on this for like, for healthcare in the future? Cause this sounds like this could be huge. Like this could possibly be like a cure for cancer potentially in the future with something like this technology. Yeah. Like where do you see this going and how long to get there? This is how they're, you know, this is how they're oddly enough, you know, some of these devices, like I said, the patches with frequency, already exists the headphones that can give you any frequency exists so this is really already happening i think in the next couple of years there's going to be more commercialization of products and services and things with frequency and okay. it's going to come out i mean this is like like you said this is how you'll cure diseases uh this wow. is how you will uh get your nutrients as well you still have to eat food because you need the energy but the nutrients and things uh you can just get the frequency of it because those things cause that 
you know, chemical reaction in your body, electrical reaction in the brain. But if you just give that frequency vibration to your body, it knows yeah. what to do already. So I got a, I got a quick question on that. Um, so I have this device that I've been using for, I don't know, seven, eight months now. It's called a cocoon. And I think it's put out by InHarmony or BrainTap device. Mm. But it basically, it's like this meditation cushion. And it has a subwoofer with frequency built into it. And then you put this headset on and it also uses lights on like the eyes. Wow. And then you set yeah. it on your phone. You go to like, um, like you can say like alpha, delta, beta, or theta, or gamma. Like you can pick which frequency range you want. So like I could pick like alpha and then it'll, you listen to this thing for like 30 minutes or, or 20 minutes or whatever in a meditation position. And I guess you're getting hit by all this frequency. What are your thoughts on? A device like that is that helpful is that yeah similar? no that's it's it's similar it's in the genre i think you know maybe these days you know we're still in the early innings of this so that you know pillow that maybe has a subwoofer or whatever you don't necessarily have to have that in the future okay. you know this is going to be able to be delivered in you know wave form um and yeah. You know, I think like it probably uses some elements of frequency as part of whatever it's doing. And like you said, that state of frequency when you're meditating, that's a certain frequency that you get in. So if you just, you know, give somebody that it makes sense, you know, even with your machine, that's like an early machine, you're probably getting all kinds of benefits, um, which okay. is, you know, why you're able to relax so quickly and all that. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's see. Um, let's get one more question, maybe. Sure. Um, let's see. Um, here's somebody. I'm going to pick Danny. Danny says, I'm going to have surgery to fix a broken C2 fracture on May 5th. I am scared to death. Any advice? Hello. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know if you were okay. If you heard, I didn't hear the one. question. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's his name's Danny. Danny says, "I'm going to have surgery to fix a broken C2 fracture on May 5th." He's scared to death. Is there any advice for him? Um, you know, I would say, you know, if he is able to sit with somebody and have a ketamine treatment before that, uh, that would be incredible, a lozenge experience, an intramuscular, something like that. Because I think, number one, it's gonna take away a lot of that fear. Uh, secondly, uh -huh. it's you know probably gonna neutralize, at least for a short time, some of that pain. And so it would be a really good thing to do you know, before a surgery to do that. Um, if you had an opportunity to sit with some you know, psilocybin, maybe microdose, low dose, you know, depending where you are these days, Oregon, Colorado, you know, legal, a lot of other places and a lot of others coming online. But, you know, if you could get your hands on some psilocybin uh, in the days before that, I think you would see that your anxiety is going to go down uh, considerably just, you know, with that kind of a modality. All right. And now last one, and then we'll be done. Yeah. This one's from Katie. Katie says, 
Any advice for preparing for a career in psilocybin now before it's legal? Yeah, you know, I would say definitely get into a training program where you can be certified just so that, you know, you have that additional knowledge and that additional coverage because it's not legal per se. So, but if you were to say, hey, I'm training, you know, I'm educated in this. If you ever had a problem, that would stand up really well. And I think, you know, again, a lot of us right now are like, you know what, it's legal in Colorado and Oregon soon in other in California and other places. Like we're not going to like, even if somebody came and said, Hey, that's illegal. We'd be like, well, we're trying to save this person's life. So we don't really give a shit, you know, what, <laughs> what the status is here in this state. We're trying to save right. this person's life. And so I would say, you know, definitely, you know, be, get trained by people who know what they're doing to, you know, have your back and have that extra comfort uh, in this time. But if you're getting into that now, I mean, I think you're going to have a, you know, 30 year career, uh, of what you're talking about getting into. So congratulations on picking this category. So it's safe. So even though it's not legal yet, that they can still try, like you said, now's the time to get into this, even though it's not a hundred percent legal to still start taking steps now to get into that field if you want. Yeah, because I think I think the, you know, the legal concerns and things are are way down because, again, you got it legal in multiple states. So everybody understands now this is not nothing scary. You're not doing anything bad. You're just your your state hasn't come on board yet. But, you know, yeah, the repercussions are so low that I would tell this person, you know, get training so you have support and backup, but go into it quickly because there's a lot of people, you know, if you're just sitting at a coffee you know, place, you can probably get two, three customers, you know, who would want to try psilocybin, macrodose, microdose. And, you know, if you're helping them and coaching them now, when MDMA becomes available and these other things, you could probably, you know, be coaching other compounds. Um, I would say definitely, definitely, whatever you're thinking about, you know, guiding somebody or helping with integration, make sure you've done it yourself and you have the direct experience. Yeah. So that you're yeah. not afraid and you know the language of it and you're uh-huh. not. And I think yeah. that as long as you have that direct experience, you got some good training, um, yeah. you're going to find quite a few customers out there. Yep, yep, absolutely. And like you said earlier, the um, this is a great industry. It's a huge industry and we're at the stage, the beginning of it. So great opportunities. Well, um, cool. Well, thanks so much, Zappy, for being here, man. This has been awesome. Yes. Like, I've, I've really enjoyed this. I've gained so much knowledge myself. Like, I don't, I'm like all excited now to about what's coming in the future for psychedelics. Um, so if anyone wants to learn more about you or follow you, um, see what's going on, um, how do they, where should they go to do that? Yeah. So you can check out Zappy, Z-A-P-P-Y, Zappelin, Z-A-P-O-L-I-N.com, Zappy, Zappelin.com, or go to the mindarmy.org um, and see what I'm up to and just, you know, follow along. I'm putting out a newsletter soon called Zappy Times about the companies that I'm involved in, the opportunities in oh, cool. psychedelics. And uh, so, yeah, stay in touch with me on social media. I'm Zappy Zappelin and I uh, look forward to you know, meeting a bunch of you because this we're so early, we're going to look back, you know, my hope is that we, you know, like 200 years from now, 
they're going to look back on this time and they're going to go, you know, the people that lived at the turn of the century right there, those people went back to nature when after mm -hmm. humans thought they were so clever and they could fix everything with technology. These people that lived at the time of that pandemic thing, the first one, that those people went back to nature and brought us back to nature. And I think that can be our reputation yeah. right now, as opposed to, you know, those are the idiots that, you know, ruin the world. Oh man, I love that. That was beautiful. Exactly what you said, going back to nature. We went, we went away from nature and realized, oh crap, <laughs> let's get back. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. I love it. Trust nature, exactly. And my last piece of advice for doing psychedelics or anything is like, just, you know, don't take it seriously. It's a, you're in a miracle and it's not to yeah. be taken seriously. Just enjoy it. And when you go in with that kind of a vibration and you're, you know, maybe just trying to expand your consciousness, not saying, you know, what should I do for a job? Who, where should I find a relationship? Don't ask those kind of questions. Cause maybe that's not what you need. Instead, yeah. just think to yourself, how could I, expand my consciousness and then be with the right people in the right place. And you're going to have an amazing experience. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, totally agree. Thanks so much for being here, Zappy. And um, thanks so much for everything you're doing as well. I mean, this, it's incredible all the things you're doing to support this industry and the movement you're building. So thank you so much for everything. And um, um We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Right back at you. Thank you. All right. So if you want to know how curative mushrooms is helping sad people to improve their mental health by growing happy mushrooms at home using an all-in-one simple growing system that doesn't require any complicated instructions or expensive equipment, then head over to curativemushrooms.com.